Greed is good. Greed is what? Greed works. Get your lust from the rich man's gold. All that you need now is in your soul. What's vacation mean? Vacation? Where daddy went. Vacations when you go somewhere and you don't ever come back. And don't forget that there is a someone up above. Boy, a good man really is hard to find. If we've ever needed you, Lord, it's now. Lord, it's now. I want you to know that every man, every kingdom man, has been created for greatness. I'm a man that wants to know why I've been put here. I want to be great. I don't just want to be a man who lived and died and is here and he's gone. No, I want to be great. You can't change yesterday, but God can give you the years the locusts have taken away so that where you're going is a lot greater than where you've been. It's 8 p.m. Tuesday night. You are tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. And our movement, our great adventure, continues right now. An interesting thing on a personal note is this passage from Ephesians 5 was our second reading at our wedding Mm. and a woman, a dear friend who was older and very faithful Catholic woman, um, very involved, very into her faith. She expressed how much she loved our wedding mass and went on and on and on about it. And all of a sudden she stopped and she said, except that second reading you chose. I just couldn't believe you chose that. Why would you? So, you know, Ephesians 5, really the the two parts of this particular passage. One, I'm going to use the word submission. Wives should be submissive to their husbands as to the Lord. Our modern, maybe feminized society is a real issue with that. But let's take apart this word submissive. It literally means under the mission of, under the mission of the husband. And then let's go further and understand, well, what is the mission of the husband? What is my role? For the husband is head of his wife, etc. He himself... Uh, okay, so as the church is submissive to Christ, so wives should be submissive to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Here's the mission. Even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over to her. So what is our mission, men? Our mission is to die. Our mission is to make Christ known as Christ revealed himself to us as love to the church. We are meant to die to ourselves for the good of our wives and our children. And a wife joins us in that wonderful mission. And I would just like to say, as the wife part of that, that it's not a demeaning thing. It's not a lack of um, dignity. It's not an unequal anything. What Scripture is telling us is the beauty and the truth that as someone equal in dignity, we choose as wives to place ourselves under our husband's loving care, to be under that mission of ultimate love, right? Do we do we have another caller right now? Hello, caller. Hello. How you doing tonight? What's your name? Your first well, name, anyways. Thank you. Uh, my name is uh, Chuck Swain. Hello, Welcome, Chuck. Chuck. Do you have a proclamation for us? Sure. 
Um, I'm, I'm calling to tell you uh, how much I love my wife. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I, I actually, uh, Greg, met you and your wife uh, recently at Holy Trinity at a couple's night out. Wonderful. And, uh, and about a half hour ago, I, I texted each one of my kids that I was uh, able to and, and told them all that I loved them. Oh, and anxiously uh, awaited their reply. Beautiful. Uh, it's it's something I do uh, on a on a regular basis, but uh, kind of off guard at just any given moment that it it strikes me that I need to tell them that I just send them all a text and then anxiously await their response. Very Chuck, cool, uh, Chuck. I want to thank you for calling in. You are number four. To keep this moving and give others the opportunity, we're going to give the number again of 877-275-8098. Again, that's 877-275-8098. So we established really this passage of Ephesians 5 that is often regarded with contempt in our modern culture. And we've established that really it's about a mission and uh, a mission of making Christ known. That is the ultimate identity and mission of husband and wife. In their mutual love, pouring themselves out for the good of one another, they make God, who is love, known. And in our amnesia, we forgot who we are, right? God gave us his very son, Jesus, to remind us of our identity and what he, who he is and what he did. He laid down his life, and that's what a husband is called to do. And please know, and let me just profess this right now, it is a, um, it's a fearful thing for us to even talk about faith. Why? Because we're professing things that we cannot live. I can't live this fully, certainly not on my own. So it ought to be a testimony when there's any amount of grace that reveals selflessness, that reveals love. It ought to be a great testimonial to the activity of something beyond us, the Holy Spirit. And men, that's what we're called to do. When confronted with every opportunity to live for self, we're, we're called to die to ourselves for the good of our wife and children. And that's why tonight we're asking men to express that, knowing that love doesn't, isn't just a feeling. It isn't uh, set in ease. It is a proclamation of something that corresponds to our earnest desire to be who we are, to reveal Christ. So I want to dive in very quickly and kind of, you know, establish something. And that is often people today may think, uh, women may think, well, I can perform the function of a man. You know, I can, uh, uh, you know, earn the bread, be the breadwinner, if you will. I can perform in the workplace maybe many of the functions that men do. In fact, if you list all the things that men do that are visible to the rest of the world, maybe women could perform them even better. But we need to understand here, brothers and sisters, that this isn't just about function, but about the fabric, the fabric of our identity as men designed by God. Just uh, as an example, a number of years ago, when I was at Miami of Ohio, uh, working with Campus Crusade for Christ, we brought in a speaker named Josh McDowell. Now, quick background on Josh McDowell. He was an atheist. And he undertook the challenge and a thesis to prove God wrong. And in the process, ended up proving God right and ended, on, ended up being a very dynamic researcher for the faith and digging up the historical evidence of uh, Christianity. One of the great books is Evidence That Demands a Verdict. In any event, one of his great books in the 1980s uh, was about uh, chastity. It was about what, this culture and uh, the great scourge to men and women, how this this um, is tearing really men and women apart, and let's face it, the image of God apart as we live for selves. 
Um, so Josh McDowell, at the end of this powerful, impactful presentation to 15, 16,000 people in Miami of Ohio, said, if my back were pressed against the wall to come up with the one reason why men and women fall, uh, enter into debauchery, you know, do things that you know, fall away uh, from their best nature, he'd say, I'd trace it to their relationship with their father. Now, pay attention to this. Um, this is not theological studies here that I'm going to give you, but I do want to give you some stats, again, to establish um, the primacy, God's design, if you will, of a man in being a man. If a father does not go to church, no matter how faithful his wife's devotions, only one child in 50 will become a regular worshiper. So again, you got the mom totally involved in her faith, the dad's not in the scene, only one in 50 of their children will become a regular worshiper. Now let's switch it around. If the mother is completely uninvolved, but the father even just goes regularly, between two-thirds and three-quarters of their children will become churchgoers. Wow. One in 50 if the mother's fully active and the dad's out of the picture, but two-thirds to three-quarters if the woman's out of the picture and the dad is in the driver's seat. Here's some more stats for you. Daughters of single parents without a father involved are 53% more likely to marry as teenagers. Get this, 711% more likely to have children as teenagers. They're 164% more likely to have a premarital birth and 92% more likely to get divorced themselves. Um, another great quote from uh, researchers from Columbia University. They found that children living in two-parent households with a poor relationship with their father are 68% more likely to smoke, drink, or use drugs compared to all teens in two-parent households. Moreover, teens in single-mother households fared much worse. They had a 30% higher risk than those in all two-parent households. Dr. Meeker, I encourage all of our listeners to get the book Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Meg Meeker. And one of the great findings in her studies um, is that daughters who perceive that their fathers care a lot about them, who feel connected with their fathers, they have significantly fewer suicide attempts and fewer instances of body dissatisfaction, depression, low self-esteem, substance use, and unhealthy weight. Um, there's another interesting insight here. So ask the question. Researchers ask the question, really, what is the long-term impact of the way a dad lives on his children and his children's children? You know, really, what is, what is the merit of a dad stepping into a particular role and fulfilling this call to be a dad? So there's a famous study that had that question, and they compared two men of history. One man's name was Jonathan Edwards. Um, he was a man of great virtue. You may remember him as a great preacher and some good literature. Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God was one of his, uh, one of his major works. On the other hand was a guy named Max Jukes, who was uh, really a vagabond, um, a drunkard, etc. So what do you think the impact is of these respective men on their progeny? Well, Edwards set the course for a U.S. president, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 65 professors, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, and 100 missionaries. On the other hand, can you predict where this is going? Max Jukes set the course for 310 paupers who combined spent 2,300 years in poorhouses, 50 women of debauchery, 400 physically wrecked by indulgent living, seven murderers, 60 thieves, 130 other convicts. The Jukes descendants cost the state millions of dollars in losses. What does this tell us, men? 
that are called to be men is in the very fabric of being a man. And that absence, that vacancy, by our not stepping into the role God calls us to, doesn't simply affect us in the intimacy of us with God. It doesn't simply affect even our wives and our children. But it sets the course for our children's children's children. Now think about this. All who are listening to the phone call right now, think of it in terms of opportunity. What if we more fully, and I suspect many of you listening right now are prayerful, faithful Catholics, and we want to learn, we listen to great talks, but what if we were to more fully step into the role of being like Christ in his mission of sacrificing self for other, if we were to put that flag in the sand in our homes more fully and understand it, the impact that that's going to have on our kids and our children's children, you get the idea. And we know, guys, that it's the Satan would love us to be discouraged. You know, perhaps we do come from a broken home or we've made lots of bad decisions. Our God is bigger than those decisions. Our God is one who loves to give second chances. It's the essence of Christianity, right? Every day, every moment can be a new beginning in Christ. And we just uh, ask you, if you are in that place, to just mm. claim that that grace in Christ to begin anew, to... Um, Again, make it a new beginning and claim the role that the Lord uh, commands of you. And it's important here to, I think, as Christ reveals our nature, well, what did Christ reveal? Really three movements. He revealed life, death, and resurrection. But we, we, we kind of like to use the words empty, fill, and overflow. He emptied himself. Brothers, we're called to empty ourselves of those attachments, of those distractions that compete for our attention, but a day, a year down the road prove themselves without real fruit. Empty ourselves of that. Now, when we've emptied ourselves, we can be filled with God's grace. We can go to the church, receive the sacraments, be fed on the word, and radiate um, the joy of a kind of intimacy that will transform the world, so much so that it overflows and, in fact, does transform the world. There's a great quote from one of my favorite encyclicals from Pope John Paul II, Redemptor Hominis. I'm going to read this slowly. Man cannot live without love. He remains a being that is incomprehensible for himself. His life is senseless if love is not revealed to him, if he does not encounter love, if he does not experience it and make it his own if he does not participate intimately in it. So we're going to go to a commercial right now, but uh, again, we're inviting men to step up, to step in the ring with Rocky Balboa to be a spiritual equivalent. The number is 877-275-8098. We'll be right back with you on the other side. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. Hey everybody, I'm John Paul Schleter and one of six children, which means we're pretty busy. In fact, one weekend we had eight soccer games, four cross-country meets, and a bunch of other events. But you know what the best part of it was, besides mass of course? 
setting aside time as a family to talk and pray. I want to invite you to go right now to massimpact.us. Check out the Live It Gathering Guide. It's new every week, a great way for families to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Your kids will grump at the idea. Expect it, but trust me, it will be the best 30 minutes you will spend in a long, long time. It will help you all experience God alive in your family relationships that make your house a home. Join us now at MassImpact.us. Thanks, Mom. That was pretty awesome. I can be a jerk and no one can stop me. I find you unacceptable. You guys are dumber than a box of hair. Feeling stupid? I know I am. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. You tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. Greed is good. Greed is what? Greed works. To start, press any key. Where's the any key? The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. I'm sick of all your stereotypes and cheap jokes. Hey, so there you have it. Did you have fun putting that together, Greg? (laughs) You know, it wasn't very difficult to find clips that reveal society's appraisal of men as being doofuses. I would have to agree, not only in uh, the media, on TV, and movies, on talk shows, whatever. It's just kind of the cool thing to do, right? Because we need to knock men down and uh, to build women up in many ways, or at least much of culture thinks that that is the case. And I think even in the best of Catholic couples, many wives don't even realize that that has crept into their own personal Mm. conversation and Mm. comments. You know, it becomes very... uh, normal to be cliche with you know just offhand comments about well of course he said that or of course he didn't understand or of course he didn't whatever fill in the blank where as wives god calls us to honor our husbands that was part of our vows right daily forever and ever till death do us part to love and to honor and part of that is honoring with our words and affirming And that is one way we live out uh, our mission as wives. So let's prove the media wrong, folks listening out there. We have four people who have proclaimed love to their wives and children so far, and we invite other listeners to do the same. The number here at Annunciation Radio is 877-275-8098. I got it out that time. 877-275-8098. Nine, eight. And speaking of husbands and fathers, I promised a shout out to my dear brother and his family <laughs> in Erie, PA, who where the flu has hit the house. And apparently little six year old Joey has liked to fall asleep to Uncle Greg and Aunt Stephanie's radio show. So Morning, good night. Stephanie. Good night, Joey. We love you. I put him to sleep. You keep him enthused. Um, so maybe to men right now, it's worth speaking of a core virtue of courage Um, That quality that uh, we respond to a good in front of us. We respond to something that we're meant to do by our design, regardless of how we feel about it, regardless of how easy it is or how awkward we may feel, or even the bumbliness often, as you get me on the radio very often, you know, we enter into the ring because... God is there. And and often, quite frankly, it's in sort of our lack lack of maybe coherence um, that reveals, you know, a humanity. You know, that reveals a quality of, um, 
of, uh, of our brokenness and an okayness with that that uh, allows God to enter into the situation. So, brothers, right now, if you're listening, real simple. We're not going to ask you any more than unless you want to share a little more. Call in right now. The number is 877-275-8098. And we're simply looking for you to proclaim simply, hey, I love my wife. I love my children. Uh, this is what Scripture is about. Is what we're called to do to evangelize. The word evangelize, the Greek is euangelion. You see that eu in, in many other words, euphoria, good feeling. Euangelion, you see also the word angel, euangelion, to good news, to good news somebody. It doesn't mean getting up on a soapbox and doing something that's way, way out of your comfort zone per se. It's as simple as saying, hey, world, I know how you're portraying me, and I just got to say it right now. You know, I love my wife and I love my children. So call in. Call in right now, and we're going to put you on and uh, just to share that. Um, you know, we live in a culture, Greg, as you know, and as our listeners know, in which um, all around us, marriage is really up for grabs, right? It's been tossed into the lion's den. It's whatever, you know, people proclaim it to be or not to be. And we need to look back into Scripture, as you said, to the beginning. In Genesis, the Lord declares what marriage is, and male and female, he created them. And the beauty of the creation story of man and woman. And I love, love, love um, the truths that come from that creation story where the Lord forms woman out of man's rib. And I've heard it said before, there are three beautiful truths from that. One is that we're made of the same stuff, right? Mm. I think of the infamous Amish friendship bread batter, (laughs) like the starter (laughs) bag, right? Are you hungry? I am. And it just, you keep passing it along, but ultimately it, it goes back to the same stuff where it was made from. So man and woman are created equally out of the same stuff. The fact that a woman is taken from man's side to show equality and most beautifully, um, just, uh, the thought of the rib protecting the man's heart. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's, that is just beautiful. So with all that said, again, another time to dive more deeply into that, but how God is imaged is through that love, right? Mm -hmm. Through man and woman united as one flesh to image God. And Satan hates that. Mm, mm. Marriage is under attack today because that is the instrument that the Lord designed to make love known to the world. If you're under attack right now and you're experiencing, uh, whether it be attack on your chastity, a chaste mind, a chaste heart, uh, which men perhaps have to a higher degree than women with the accessibility of pornography um, or any other means, you know, um, allowing anger to uh, dominate you or a sense of control or um, any of the other things that men tend to be prone with. Know that Satan uses this. Satan uses this because you are meant for greatness. You are meant to reveal the greatness of love to this world. And it is a heroic act to seek God's grace, to recognize the attack and overcome it, to overcome it by God's grace. I'm hearing another phone call come in. Unless it's somebody asking for takeout pizza, we're happy to bring you a pizza if you're in the region. And as, suspecting. as we're waiting for that to come through here, I just want to say you certainly pointed out the, those attacks on marriage, but also be mindful that they come in such small ways too, right? The, the evil one loves to create division. He loves to lie, to accuse, to divide. And it's often most obvious in those little, little ways where we start to keep score, perhaps, um, where uh, just we let the, those little things get under our skin or, you know, I'm not going to put the effort into it because he's not, where 
that just is not what it's about. Okay, so Daryl is on. Daryl, what do you have for us? Well, I just wanted to let you know that I love my wife and I love my children. I'm extremely blessed to have them. Amen. Rock on, Daryl. And that's not just a cliche, but Matthew sixteen eighteen. we are called to build upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Of course, I like to tie that into my classical rock roots. But, uh, Daryl, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that proclamation. You guys are an awesome witness of family life uh, to those around you. Thank you. God bless you guys. Wait, before you take off, I want to ask you, Daryl, now that the ice is broken, I'm going to push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. What might, We're all growing, right? We've all, you know, by God's grace, are taking steps in faith. What might you say to the dad out there who may be overwhelmed and have a difficult time regularly expressing his love to his family and leading them as Christ would lay down his life for them. What might you say to encourage that father right now? Well, for him to have faith, and it's all based around prayer. Mm-hmm. Amen. And taking the time to know your family and be with your family. Awesome. That is, uh, that is excellent. Daryl, I want to thank you for calling in. And um, return to kind of this theme here as we speak about the attack of, uh, on marriage, attack on husbands and wives, on our nature to make love that is known. There was a um, rather extensive study by a researcher, J.R. McNamara, called Media and Male Identity. We began the segment with some fun, fun, they really aren't funny, but we laugh at them, but they really are quite serious and demeaning men. And there can be kind of an attack that we just kind of, how like a Trojan horse gets in there and we find ourselves kind of massaged in accepting them. But here's, I'm going to read you a quote from this. Some influential media images of men can be found in The Simpsons. The father character Homer is lazy, chauvinistic, stupid, and irresponsible. His son Bart is mischievous, rude, cruel to his sister, rebellious, and naughty. Mother and daughter are thoughtful, intelligent, and kind, and represent the best side of humanity. The U.S. columnist John Tierney reports that after watching the show, his six-year-old son asked him, Why are dads on TV so dumb? Uh, Here's another little piece from this study. Men are predominantly portrayed in media in one of four categories. Villains, aggressors, perverts, and philanders. More than 75% of all mass media representations of men and male identity characterized into profiles portrayed men in one of these four ways. In total, more than 80% of media profiles of men were negative. Get this, folks. 80% profiled are negative, compared with 18.4%, which showed positive profiles or themes. There's little equivocation in relation to men in the media. They are predominantly evil. Men are mostly reported in mass media news, current affairs, talk shows, and lifestyle media in relation to violence and aggression. So, you know, again, um, we become maybe even pawns in accepting these roles. You know, even if it's the most simple way of laughing at it, we like to use the analogy, fathers, um, that we're called to be thermostats, not thermometers. Think about that. A thermometer reflects the temperature around us. How often do we let something that just we think is entertaining or humorous to uh, show on our screens, to uh, enter into the music, or that are, are we aware of what our kids are listening to or watching? How often do we allow that to enter into a place that's meant to be Ecclesia Domestica, a domestic church, a place where Christ is encountered. Fathers, nobody's going to assume that role if you don't. Um, in fact, there's a, a great study on the um, we knew in the 70s and 80s of the success of MTV. They did something 
very few fathers and mothers are willing to do. They actually sat down with young people and examined their deepest interests, their deepest attitudes and motives. That's why they were so successful. They basically appealed to the the lowest kind of common denominator instincts that got young people to tune into those shows. And guess what, folks? That was us. We were teenagers during those during that era. What if we assumed that role that is really reserved, certainly for moms and dads, but to make that time? Stephanie and I are always talking about um, this uh, Live It Gathering Guide, massimpact.us. If you went there, it's an easy opportunity down to download this gathering guide to set aside 60 minutes. We would do it if our, you know, coaches, kids' coaches called us right now and said, hey, you know, championship season, we need an extra 60 minutes tomorrow. We would set aside the time. We'd drive there. We would make it happen. Well, how about we set aside just 60 minutes to talk and pray as a family based upon Sunday readings, again, at massimpact.us. Two weeks from now, in a special way, we're going to invite uh, a revolution if the Holy Spirit would anoint this. How many of us men can commit to leading in this way? We're calling it Rediscover Love. What if during the seven weeks of Lent, which again begin two weeks from tomorrow, what if during the seven weeks of Lent, we set aside 60 minutes a week to talk and pray with our families? Check it out at massimpact.us. Just kind of slightly scroll down the right side. You'll see a colorful little banner that says Rediscover Love. How awesome it would be if we did this together. So we want to feature you guys. Uh, The number is 877-275-8098. So far we've got five of us. And I think it's, it's a blessing to hear these men simply call in and express their love to their wife and to their children. Craig, Joshua, Chuck, and Daryl, abundant blessings on you for overcoming uh, whatever inertia may have been there, whatever fear or reservation. And we know there's more men out there. We're inviting you to simply call in, express your love to your wife and your children on air as, a, as, an, active, as an act of grace as an act that will open a door to grace. Uh, how, how many radio stations tonight, or do you think throughout the world, um, are showcasing men expressing their love? This is what we're called to do, man. This is what we're called to live. So again, that number is 877-275-8098. Um, there's an awesome quote by John Paul II, speaking of marriage, and it's one of those challenging things uh, not to be overwhelmed by, but again, to come in prayer to our Lord. And he says this, only to the degree that it mirrors the love of Christ for his bride can a marriage be called Christian. Mm. Wow. Only to the degree that it mirrors the love of Christ for his bride can a marriage be called Christian. How powerful is that? Mm. How can we ask ourselves, both as husband and wife, How can we outdo each other in love every day? How can we be a so-called better mirror? Too often there's guck all over it or it's smudged or it might even be cracked, (laughs) right? (laughs) Broken. Um, How can we be a better mirror? We we figure that out by talking to each other, which we're going to touch on in a Mm, moment, mm. but also first and foremost in prayer. Okay, we have a caller, I believe. Number six on the phone, maybe. (laughs) He's coming. We want to thank our son, Joseph, who is not only manning the soundboards, but also uh, the phone calls tonight. He is like Tom Brady. No, he's like Marcus Mariota sitting in the pocket there because he's a good Christian quarterback for Oregon, Heisman Trophy winner. Joseph is living it out there. So pass on our number six. Dale, how you doing tonight? Hasn't come through yet. So as we are waiting for... 
the phone call to come through. I think they're having a little bit of difficulties. See, Satan knows good stuff is happening, and he's messing with their phone lines, right? Phones are going crazy. So those of you out there, the proclamation, certainly those rings are great and should tell our listening audience, there are men who want to express their love to their wives and their children. Okay, I'm not sure who's on with us, but welcome to Annunciation Radio, Ignite Live. Hello, how you doing? My name is Dale Mathis. Uh, I'll just declare that I love my wife, my children, and my grandchildren. Awesome, Dale. Praise God. I'm feeling it, Dale. You you know, I, I'm feeling your heart coming through here. You want to go further? You sound fired up. I just want to thank God for my children and my wife and grandchildren. He is best he would. Awesome. Dale, what difference have they made in your life? You sound like a man who knows the transforming power of Jesus Christ alive in family. You want to share with us a little bit? I'm just pushing you a little bit, pressing you out of your comfort zone. Yes, God continues continue to bless me and to provide for my family and, and to help my children with their grandchildren, with their children, I'm sorry. Dale, thank you so much for calling in. God bless you, and thank you for your proclamation. We in this listening audience, which I am now one of your listeners here in this moment, are blessed by that proclamation. We also have Ed on the line. Ed, how you doing tonight? Hi, Greg. This is Ed. You know me from the Axe Retreat. Awesome. Fabulous. And I just want to express my love for my wife, Heather, and my uh, children, Evan, Autumn, and Joseph. Awesome. Thank you, Ed. Beautiful, Ed. And, uh, you know, your number is seven, the holy number. So I want to thank you for, for just overcoming if there was any inertia and just knowing uh, as you're speaking to us and anyone else who's thinking about calling in, we're being impacted by this. We're being impacted by, you know, a boldness and simply getting it out there and saying, I love my wife and my kids. So thank you so much, Ed. And we pray for continued blessings on you and your family. Thank you, Greg. You too. Okay. We, do we have another caller? Sorry about that pause. This we is thought- really cool. We're kind of like, there's there's no script here. Uh, and, and I'm seeing some interaction. My wife and my son, who's uh, fielding phone calls, usually a two- to three-person job. So, Joseph, you're rocking it out. I'm just going to say I love you again in this uh, inter in this little space right here. But, um, hey, man, Stephanie was speaking about how um, we're called to be mirrors. You know, really, in that second joyful mystery, Mary goes to her cousin Elizabeth. And even though her great faith allowed her to know that something really special was going on beyond her understanding, she pondered in her heart, right? She knew that this was the Savior, the Messiah, right? But her cousin Elizabeth kind of provided a validation. Who am I that the mother of my Lord would come to me? We're called to be validators of Christ's presence in one another. Right now, can you think of somebody who needs to know that they are given, called, um, their very identity is meant to reveal Jesus Christ, especially if they're struggling, especially if they're making decisions in their life that, you know, um, are, are, are kind of finding them in a place of, of, uh, of struggle, of clouds, of debris. Um, validate for them, you know, instead of maybe sometimes it does require challenge if it's children or friends. But maybe instead, you know, validate their deepest identity as a son or daughter of Jesus Christ. Tell them how you see the goodness in their life. We had a call. I wanted to say this earlier. It was either Craig or Joshua. One of them said they, uh, they had just text or texted their family and said, I love you. And they were eagerly looking for the return there. Maybe right now, you and our listening audience, if you just took a few seconds and texted, emailed, whatever form you choose best to simply say to your family members, I love you. 
keep it super simple. I love you. And, you know, those of you listening who are married right now who may be overwhelmed or are struggling or whatever, I just encourage you to remember the truth that your marriage is a sacrament. Mm. And with that sacrament, you have been blessed with an abundant grace. And grace is power. It is God's power alive in our marriages that we need to turn to in those rough times. We're going to a break. Men, call in on the other side. We'll be right back with you. Rocky Balboa, go on the distance. We want to invite you to join us every day in setting aside just one minute to pray a simple prayer to the Holy Spirit. Join us now as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For ourselves we pray. O most Holy Spirit, come come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For all families we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our church and our parish in particular, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our world, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's it. Pretty simple, but pretty powerful. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. This is an Ignite Flash Fire moment. Right now, can you think of one person you know who's struggling, in need of knowing God's love? If someone came to mind, God just spoke to your heart. We're going to light it up right now. Send them a quick message. It could be by Facebook, email, text message. Make it short and sweet. Simply tell them you were thinking about them. You appreciate them. You're praying for them. You're in it with them that God loves them. If we respond to this simple flash fire prompting right now, together we'll move his kingdom a big step forward. Ignite Flash Fire is brought to you by MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You are back with Ignite Radio Live. As live as it gets, guys. And we are going the distance. We began tonight by a challenge from a woman who has suffered at the result of men who've abandoned her in her life. And she said she can only count, couldn't even count on one hand the number of men who would regularly tell their wives and their children that they love them. And we challenge you tonight, seeing if we could find 12 men tonight who would call in and simply express their love. That number is 877-275-8098. Rocky Balboa. Come on, brothers. Rocky Balboa. You don't get more excited than running up the steps in Philadelphia, which, by the way, is the location of the great marriage event with Pope Francis joining us this coming September. So call in. we got seven men who've called in. So we've already got more than a handful, but we want to go for 12. We want to hear the phone ring. And hear from five more of you express your love for your wife and your children. 877-275-8098. You can do it, guys. Come on. In the meantime, I'm going to be doing my one-arm push-ups here. Please call quickly. 
<laughs> so let's move, um, as we're waiting for these phone calls, to just convey the great power. You want to defeat Satan? I had to wait for that note. Simply this, I am sorry. I am sorry for the ways in which I have been negligent. I'm sorry for the ways, family, my wife, my children, where I thought of myself first, where, you know, I allowed my work to rob from my priority to you. I'm sorry for the times that I've allowed other things in our home that I know are not going to help you know your great, wonderful dignity as a son or daughter of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry for the times where I've sacrificed you for things instead of things for you. Apology is an, is an extremely powerful way to, um, to, to get right with God. The word repentance, literally to turn. Brothers, tonight, you know, the I am moment, the burning bush moment, that great moment when Moses, you know, saw the flame of fire. And he asked, well, who should I say sent me? And God said, not I was, or I will be, even though he was and will be. He revealed his name as I am who am. Five minutes ago doesn't exist. This moment exists. This moment, God is present. We need not carry with us the baggage of what we inherited from our fathers or what people have done to us in our lives. This can be a brand new moment, brothers, if we would say, Lord, reveal to me the dignity of my call to be Jesus Christ, to lay down my life for my wife and my children. Lord, I repent of this. I repent. I repent of the ways in which I have settled for less. I want you to, your spirit to flood my soul, my mind, my heart. I want to get back in the game, get back in the ring like Rocky Balboa. We get another caller on the line, I think. That's going to take us to number eight. We're anticipating this proclamation. (laughs) And, and it's we, coming. And we are coming, and we're going to give priority to these as we close out here tonight. We have a short time. So, again, that number is 877-275-8098. Looking for men to share, proclaim their love to their wives and their children. Steven. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I, I have to apologize up front. I haven't listened to the whole show. I just got in. <laughs> That's um, okay. We were talking about we're you. Asking, we're asking people to share their deepest, darkest secret. Go ahead. I'm kidding. To start. To- totally kidding. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I just just got in the house. But I I saw your um, post yesterday and knew that I had to give give you guys a holler and say hello and proclaim my love for my wife and my kids. Awesome, yeah. Stephen. You're gonna say their names. Uh, my wife Jen and my uh, my boys Noah and Casey. And they are quite a beautiful family. And I just need to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the cat out of the bag and say that I know Stephen very personally here. No relation. No, he's actually my nephew. And um, just a great witness as a husband and a father that is both inspiring and just beautiful. And the way that he looks at his wife and his children with such delight and love uh, is is truly grace filled. So thank you for that witness, Stephen, that you give our family and those around you, and also to our listening audience tonight. God bless you guys. Before you take off, though, Stephen, I'm going to put you on the spot and again give the number to others who call, and we'll switch off as soon as we get that call. But eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. Stephen, you know what effect can a dad have in helping to create an environment for their wife's and their children's excellence? How important is a father's role, and how do you personally aspire to that? Well, I, I think the, especially in the family, the father's role is, is the backbone, if you will, not to take anything away from the wife. I mean, mm-hmm. my wife's amazing. She 
<laughs> you know, she does so much. Um, but I, I think as far as, as reaching for that kind of excellence with, especially in, in my case, I have my two boys and, um, I, I can't help but constantly think about how much of an impact that I can have in their life, whether it's just, um, being there for them mm. day in and day out, whether it's telling them that I love them, mm. you know, every, every time I leave the house or every, every night before they go to bed, um, just those little things that I think over time it, it kind of, you know, it's kind of like the old little coin in the bank thing where you you put it in, you put it in, put it in, and over time it, it builds up and it, it means a lot more than you ever realized at the time. And, uh, and as far as like my wife goes, just, Hey, I'm, I'm there to support her and, um, to help her get, get past any of those little fears that she has about, Oh, I can't do this or I shouldn't do that. Mm. It's like, dude, just. You've you got to go for it. <laughs> I'm going to apply a metaphor oh. here, and we see awesome. it in Scripture, to keep our eyes fixed on the finish, to run the race. Stephen called me a number of months ago, our oldest, Joseph, who's running the board right now. Uh, we homeschool him, and he, there are opportunities for athletics and sports, but not cross-country um, through our parish. And uh, Stephen said, hey, how about, uh, you know, I'm going to run a half marathon in Toledo, Ohio, and maybe Joseph would like to join me in doing that. And so, um, as an example, you know, Stephen was a mentor to Joseph, first of all, to give him the vision. Hey, you can do this. You've never run that far before in your life, but you can do this. I'm going to do this. And so you're not asking of him anything that you didn't do yourself. So you, you know, encouraged him. And I know he contacted you a number of times about maybe how to eat and how to train and those sorts of things. And what a blessing for me to know that somebody like you, other friends and family members are part of this game, part of this call to help bring excellence out of our young people. And so that half marathon was run. Um, You both did uh, excellent. And I know Joseph, uh, my goodness, um, just to prove it to himself and just to discover that root word, you know, discipline to be a disciple. So I want to thank you for that, Stephen. And we're going to land this plane here in a few short moments. But uh, thank you for calling in. And of course, hug your wife and your kids for us. I will. All right. Love you guys. Good night. God you bless. Too. You too. So um, we're still, phone line is still open. We're going to give that a priority as we're winding down here. But uh, some announcements. Some announcements before we pray. Um, to stay tuned in to this movement, sign up at massimpact.us. Join the prayer, get on board tab. There you can access all kinds of great things. Uh, live at video and gathering guide, ignite dates, transformational stories, and more. 2015 Ignites have begun, so we invite you to check them out. There's an Ignite this Thursday at St. Joan of Arc. Uh, Rediscover Love, seven weeks, begin with filling out the inventory. Make it your Lenten thing. Massimpact.us. And we ask for your financial support for this Heart of the Church movement. Go to massimpact.us and click on the Contribute tab. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we come before you aware of our imperfection, aware that you fashioned us of poverty for your provision. And we uh, seek your grace on this night. We come before you knowing that uh, you want to shine through us. You want us to step up. You want to be with us, not simply to do these tasks apart from you, but to be alive in us. So we pray tonight for men and fathers in particular to live heroically. Lord Jesus, thank you for our bishop, our pastors. Uh, give them sustaining guidance, grace, and we pray for our most essential mission of introducing people to God. We thank you for our benefactors, all those, Lord, who give time and talent and treasure to help drive this movement forward. 
Bless us on this night as we seek you more fully to make you known to the world. May God abundantly bless each of you tonight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This is Teresa with Catholic Youth Summer Camp. You are listening to Annunciation Radio, Faith with Frequency.